when you consume caffeine by a long range fuel, you don't tend to experience that sudden surge in energy. It's a much smoother onset. And I think that that's accentuated by the addition of L-theanine. So the type of mental state you experience consuming is quite different from consuming the same quantity of caffeine via something like coffee. Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high performance mind, body and lifestyle. Hello there, it's Angela. Happy hump day. Um, If you're listening to this and you're a regular listener, you might be wondering why you're hearing from me on a Wednesday because I do usually publish the episodes on a Friday. But this is just a little bonus episode that I'm putting out because I recently tried some um, extremely tasty a brand of nut butters that are not actually just really super flavoursome, but are actually designed to enhance your optimal physical and mental performance over extended periods of time. And they were actually developed based on some research that was put to the test on Dave Spellman and Max Thorpe when they were um, about to row the Atlantic in the Talisker Whiskey Atlantic Challenge. And so these nut butters are essentially long-range fuels, although they can be used, as you'll hear on this podcast episode, to fuel shorter workout sessions as well. But they are really a form of nootropic nut butter, and they're pretty exciting. I haven't come across anything else like this on the market. And so um, their founder, who you're going to be listening to in a moment, actually sent me them, and they were literally so ridiculously delicious um, that I couldn't stop eating them. They have a chocolate and hazelnut that, frankly, just tastes even better than Nutella and is obviously a lot healthier for you. There's some coconut and almond and they have different ranges, some with caffeine, some without, some that are more calming and contain ashwagandha. They've got sun theanine in them, which is a 100% pure form of L-theanine, which they combine with caffeine, if, if you're consuming one that has caffeine in it, in the right doses, designed to essentially increase your mental processing speed Um, your reduce any kind of mind wandering and improve your accuracy so they can actually be used for both mental and physical performance and having tasted them I really really enjoyed them so I thought I would get Greg Potter who's their founder back on the show Um, if you've been a long-time listener of the podcast, then you will have um, probably listened already to his episode on sleep, which was a very popular episode, and on circadian rhythm and timing, and also something known as chrononutrition, which is um, when is the right times to eat in alignment with your circadian rhythm. So if not, you might want to go back and listen to that episode. But today, we're going to be talking about these nootropic nut butters, which are long-range fuels by Resilient Nutrition. So I hope you enjoy this episode. It's just a little bonus episode, really, because it's something I enjoyed that I thought I'd share with you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the High Performance Health Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Foster, and I'm here today with Greg Potter, who has a PhD in sleep nutrition metabolism. And he's also the co-founder and chief science officer of Resilient Nutrition, which is a company that provides nut-based products designed to enhance physical and mental performance. Now, I've tried these products and they taste absolutely delicious. So I couldn't wait to get Greg on the show 
and share this with you. But what's, what's super exciting is not just how amazing these taste, but also how they enhance your performance. And we're going to be looking into that today. So welcome to the show, Greg. It's so great to have you here. Hi, Angela. It's great to be back. Um, yeah, great to have you on um, a second time. It was a very popular episode that, that we did on sleep. Um, so starting off, Resilient Nutrition, um, tell me a bit about the company and how you've started it and the background behind it. Sure. So our goal with Resilient Nutrition is to make sustainably performing at your best simple and convenient and delicious. And to that end, our first product is this long-range fuel product, which you mentioned, which is basically a phenomenally tasty nut butter-based product, which uses specific ingredients to boost stamina and keep people calm and alert and bolster their resilience. And Resilient Nutrition came about through some work that we did last year, helping two guys get ready to row the Atlantic. So the background to this is that in 2018, I met my co-founder, Ali, who is the CEO of Resilient Nutrition, and he spent a lot of time doing endurance and ultra-endurance events and had always been wondering about what the ideal nutrition would be for, for such events. And he got pretty fed up of nutrition products that led to bloating and other digestive issues and fluctuations in his energy. And the other thing is he didn't like to carry around lots of carbohydrate gels and bars and sports drinks and so on. And shortly after we met, we started speaking about what the ideal nutrition for these types of events might be. And then as we were helping two athletes, Dave Spellman and Max Thorpe, get ready to row the Atlantic last year, we started concocting various prototypes of long range fuel for them. So these guys, the very big individuals, both around hundred kilos, they needed delicious, calorie-dense, performance-enhancing foods that would help them avoid some of those problems and sustain their energy. And long story short, they were very successful. They actually broke the world record in January of this year. And as they were using those products, we began testing prototypes of long-range fuel in different contexts. And we found that long-range fuels not only ideally suited to ultra-endurance exercise, but it's also useful in other scenarios from knowledge work to strength and power exercise. And so we decided to spend some additional time working on different versions of long-range fuel that are optimized for, for specific scenarios and different times of day. And we're now looking to release our product shortly and we're very excited about bringing to the market and very happy that you've enjoyed them so much so far, Angela. Yeah, I've absolutely loved them. They're so um, Moorish. And I think so many people are going to be excited by them, to be honest. You know, it's from, from what I see with my own clients as well, it's so common with endurance activities that, you know, people find that the, the traditional gels and things cause so much gastric distress. Mm. Um, and also they can't sort of stay in a, in a ketogenic state. So how would somebody, because I'm looking at some of the ones that um, you kindly gave me, and there's, there are two um, types in the range, as far as I know, we can go into this a bit more. One mm. is the Energize and rebuild, and then the other is the calm. So if we're looking first at the energize and someone's trying to fuel themselves on an event, they're very convenient, they're delivered in a pouch as well. Um, would they be taking that on board very slowly so as not to kind of disrupt digestion? What would you recommend? 
Yeah, so to take one step back, there are actually four different versions of long-range fuel. Oh. So there, there is the calm version, there is the energized version, and then both the calm and the energized version are available with rebuild versions, which contain added whey protein isolate and L-leucine. And as I mentioned, the idea is that these different versions are better suited to different times of day. So the energized versions containing caffeine and L-theanine are ideal in the morning or before workouts or during ultra endurance events or before times when people need to stay up for very long periods of time. So think overnight work shifts, for instance. The energize and rebuild versions are ideal at these times too. The difference, as I mentioned, is that they contain the protein and the leucine. And then the calm versions can be used at any time of day. We particularly like using them later in the day or when feeling a little bit worked up and they contain added KSM 66 ashwagandha. Now, regarding how to use these different types of long range fuel, it, it depends on the context in which somebody is using them. But in the case of endurance exercise, what I would say is that if somebody's using it before endurance exercise. So let's say they're using it before some sort of endurance event that lasts less than five hours or so, then I'd probably recommend that somebody consume it an hour or so, an hour or so before the exercise and consume about one gram of long range fuel, a kilogram of body mass. If somebody's using it during exercise and it's a, it's a longer bout of exercise, so if it was two to five hours, then I might recommend about 0.6 grams of long range fuel kilo of body weight per hour. And that's based on the calorie requirements of people during events of those durations. Whereas if it was ultra endurance exercise lasting longer than five hours or so, then I typically recommend consuming about 0.8 grams of long range fuel kilo of body weight per hour. And the reason is that when people go for longer, the intensity is a bit lower. And so digestive issues are less likely to be problematic. And then if somebody was using a rebuild version post-exercise to help them recover from the exercise, then I'd probably pick a calm and rebuild version and maybe have one gram or so per kilo of body weight. So basically in the energized versions ideal before exercise or during very extended exercise and the rebuild ones are ideal after exercise and the optimal amount probably depends on the context but mm. somebody should always tailor that according to their responses to the product and how well they feel they're digesting okay great so um and you mentioned that as you you obviously um they had amazing results in terms of Dave Spellman and Max Thorpe using them right across the Atlantic. But then mm. as you were developing the product, you realized actually these were going to be really good. We'll come on to knowledge work in a moment, but they were going to be good for strength and power as mm. well. So let's, if we think of somebody who does either kind of, well, CrossFit's more intense because then you're combining quite extensive um, cardiovascular work with heavy sort of um, lifting potentially. But let's say the average individual who's maybe engaging in hit workouts or circuit training, or they're going for something shorter, like a 5k run, they wouldn't necessarily need it to fuel the workout. Would they then be using this, um, the calm with the rebuild afterwards? Is that how you would recommend it? Or what would you suggest? 
Yeah, I would typically recommend using that version afterwards. And if they were going to use one beforehand, then I would use Energize or Energize and Rebuild. And as you mentioned, it's less to provide them with fat during exercise, for instance, because these are high fat, relatively low carb products. It's more because the Energize and Energize and Rebuild versions contain a dose of caffeine that will tend to support performance in that type of exercise. So specifically, if somebody consumes one gram per kilo of body weight, then they'll get about three milligrams of caffeine per kilo of body weight. And if you look at all of the studies that have been done looking at strength and power performance, then they typically show that doses between three and six milligrams per kilogram of body weight, so that's one to two grams of long-range fuel per kilo of body weight, will improve upper body strength and lower body power. So for example, people will be able to jump higher. And they may also increase the amount of volume that somebody can do in a given strength training session. And finally, it's possible that people will also feel like they don't need to work quite as hard. So their rating of perceived exertion will be a little bit low. And that's probably because of the way by which caffeine acts. So during ultra endurance and endurance exercise, the fat is key to providing energy substrates. But during shorter, more explosive exercise like HIIT training or CrossFit, the caffeine should provide a performance boost. Mm. And with the fats, then presumably it's almost having the same kind of nootropic effect as something like bulletproof coffee then? Yeah, I, I wouldn't claim that the fat by itself provides any sort of nootropic effect. But what I would say is that the combination of the fat and fiber and the protein should help, for example, support relatively stable blood sugar levels. Mm -hmm. And then the addition of, in the case of Energize, caffeine and theanine should support mental performance. And people might not be familiar with theanine, but it's just a 100% pure form of L-theanine. And L-theanine is an amino acid that's found in tea. It's actually the most concentrated amino acid in tea. And... L-theanine helps offset some of the more energizing effects of caffeine. And what I mean by that is sometimes if people consume very high quantities of caffeine, they can start to feel a little bit anxious. But adding L-theanine consistently reduces anxiety in people who are feeling a bit strung out. And it might have some other positive effects too. So it might, for example, help speed mental processing and accuracy in certain tasks and reduce mind wandering. And I mentioned before the effects of caffeine on physical performance, but caffeine also has very well characterized effects on mental performance. And it typically has been shown to boost things like vigilance and attention, tends to speed reaction time, and often improves mood, which many of us are familiar with. And that if we're feeling a little bit rough in the morning, a morning coffee or two will, will provide us a, a boost and put a spring in our steps. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And is the, does the, um, the fiber and the fats that are contained, are they going to sort of moderate the, the uptake of caffeine? So are you going to take it up slightly more slowly than say if you were having a black coffee or a coffee with MCT? Yes, they would. Absolutely. They would. 
Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be sustained over a longer period as well then. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you've used long range fuel enough to notice this, but whereas with something like coffee, you experience quite a quick onset because caffeine is typically metabolized relatively rapidly and it tends to peak in the bloodstream within an hour. If you consume it in a whole food matrix, and particularly a matrix that contains lots of fat and fiber and protein, then the rate of appearance in the blood will be slowed down a bit. And so when you consume caffeine by a long range fuel, you don't tend to experience that sudden surge in energy. It's a much smoother onset. And I think that that's accentuated by the addition of L-theanine. So the type of mental state you experience consuming is quite different from consuming the same quantity of caffeine via something like coffee. And mm -hmm. another advantage that I think there is in long range fuel is that you actually know how much caffeine you're getting. I know in the case of coffee, if, if you're bouncing around between different types of coffee, then maybe some of the coffees are really quite caffeinated and you're consuming something like 150 milligrams of caffeine per cup, whereas other types of coffee might contain something like 30 milligrams of caffeine per cup. And for that reason, it, it can be a bit of a guessing game as to what the right amount of coffee for you to consume to get you into the mental space that you want to be is. Whereas with long range fuel, you know that the caffeine concentration is fixed at a given level. And so your responses to it are much more reliable. And so the other question that I have is in terms of taking the energized and the rebuild, if you were to use it before you were doing a kind of hard hitting workout where you want performance for an hour, um, would you recommend that you actually consume the amount which you were saying there was around 0.6 grams per kilo of body weight, that you consume that in one setting or that you have that pouch with you and you're consuming it as you're working out? I'm just want to understand in terms of things like digestive distress, but also optimizing that performance, what would you recommend? Sure. For, for short exercise, I wouldn't necessarily recommend consuming anything during the exercise itself. And I would just have one gram per kilo body weight, one hour before exercise in one bolus. And, and that would do the job nicely. It's, it's only really in ultra endurance exercise. And when I say that, that has different definitions, but people often define it as being something which is longer than marathon distance. In ultra endurance exercise, that's when it becomes especially important to consume calories during the event itself. And that's when I would recommend consuming something like 0.6 to 0.8 grams of long range fuel per kilo per hour. Okay, got you. Yeah. So whereas in the other example, for example, people would just have a dose of it before an hour before exercise and actually that by that time caffeine would be kicking in nicely affects with the l-theanine and um the fuel itself coming from the energy and that will enhance their workout exactly perfect um let's talk then as well about how it improves knowledge work because i think this is really exciting as well and i know many of the listeners have um kind of very high performing jobs and will be interested in how to use this as a fuel for that Mm -hmm. what, what, would you, what would you recommend there? So for example, let's start at the beginning of the day. Lots of people do their best work in the morning, for example, particularly if you're more of a morning type. Um, how would you recommend in terms of, would you use it to break the morning fast, for example? Yeah, that's how I would recommend using it. And for somebody who's well rested, I'd probably start them with half a gram, a kilo of body weight, about 
half an hour to an hour before you start. But if you have to start straight away, then just consume it at breakfast time. And the one thing that modifies that is whether somebody has been short on sleep recently. I mentioned if you're well rested, if you've gone through several, several nights previously of sleep restriction, then you might find that you have a background of sleepiness that you need to overcome. And if you look at the ways by which caffeine acts, then the primary mechanism of action is that it antagonizes adenosine receptors. And it actually affects all adenosine receptors, but it has the highest affinity for the A1 receptor. And adenosine is a chemical that builds in the brain the longer that you've been awake. And by agonizing its receptors, it promotes sleepiness. Caffeine blocks that interaction and thereby offsets the sleepiness. So if somebody's got this type of residual sleepiness as a result of poor sleep of late, I think maybe 0.75 grams per kilo of body weight at the same time is about right. Okay. And ideally an hour, as you say, sort of 30 minutes to an hour before you're going to start that sort of deep work. Yeah. But I, I would just say, just consume it with, with your first meal of the day, whatever that is. And I think it can be a useful meal replacement product for some people. If people are using it with, with that purpose, then I'd recommend using a rebuild version of the mm. product with some added protein and leucine because protein and leucine are not only excellent at supporting skeletal muscle mass, which is so important to our overall health, but they also tend to improve appetite regulation. If, for example, you give somebody a bolus of leucine or whey protein shortly before a meal, then they'll, they'll tend to consume fewer calories at that subsequent meal. And not only that, but the protein will tend to reduce blood sugar excursions in response to feeding, for instance. So the addition of the protein leucine is really important to the overall health effects of the product. And if your health is one of your key concerns, then I think consuming the rebuild version, if you're consuming it as a standalone product, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, I'm just looking actually at the the Energizer Rebuild here and, and the protein levels are really good. Um, mm. So this would actually make an ideal breakfast. Now, what would you say if, for example, somebody wanted to have this um, and they're fairly tolerant to caffeine, could they have this alongside a morning cup of Joe? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. And mm. that's a really important point. People vary dramatically in how they metabolize caffeine. Some people are very caffeine sensitive and other people can seemingly consume a coffee shortly before bedtime and be relatively unaffected. I think the reality is that everybody would be affected to some degree, but people do metabolize it very differently. And an obvious example of that is the half-life of caffeine. And if you look at the half-life between people, then in the people who metabolize it most rapidly, it's probably less than three hours, but for other people, it can be more than 24 hours. So if you're a fast metabolizer of caffeine, and if you're used to consuming caffeine and you're therefore somewhat tolerant to its effects, then I think having some caffeine alongside long-range fuel is absolutely fine. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And what about in terms of um, this, obviously, if someone's fasting, 
this would be breaking their fast. Mm. But it may, in terms of if they're using fasting for things like autophagy, but if they're actually trying to use fasting partly as a mechanism to burn more fat, then actually when they're, um, say for example, they've done 12 hours and they want to sort of power through their morning and they actually find those calories are helpful, and we were saying with the caffeine, then this is something that for many people, they wouldn't be breaking ketosis if they had this. Yeah, and we spoke briefly about this mm. before we started recording. And what I was saying is that for some people, all of the long-range fuel products will be ketogenic. People differ dramatically in how effectively they produce ketones, depending on things like how much physical activity they do. But for other people, it might be that only the keto version of long-range fuel is ketogenic. And I say the keto version, long-range fuel comes in those four versions that we spoke about. The energize, energize and rebuild, calm and calm and rebuild. But it also is available in different flavors, of course. And one of the calm products is coconut and almond, which I specifically formulated for people on keto diets. And if you look at this product, then more than 80% of the calories in it come from fat. Less than 10% of calories in it come from carbohydrate and protein, respectively. And it's based on creamed coconut. And if you look at the fatty acid composition of creamed coconut, then medium chain triglycerides or MCTs make up about two thirds of the fat in coconut. And they're very readily absorbed by the liver where they get burned by mitochondria producing a substrate which is subsequently used to drive ketogenesis. So the fatty acid composition of that product is particularly conducive to helping people get into or stay in ketogenesis. So again, if someone's on a keto diet and their ketone level is already high, they could probably consume any of the products and stay in ketosis. If somebody is just getting into a keto diet and they're using prolonged fasting to try and speed the rate at which they get into ketogenesis and then they're using quite short caloric periods let's say they're using time-restricted eating and they're consuming all their calories within a six-hour period each day i would say that defaulting to the keto version the coconut and almond flavor would make a lot of sense for those people yeah for sure so let's so let's just if we can just like sort of break it down then because there, there's so many well there aren't so many versions but just so yeah, people understand because <laughs> i know that if they go to your website they're going to be wondering well what am i doing here so we've got mm. the the keto and it clearly says keto on it the coconut mm -hmm. and almond is a keto product now i i have tried that in the calm version but that also comes in energize which will have the caffeine as i understand it but not the protein is that right <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Just trying to break it this, down. Yeah, sure. This is this is one of the tricky things because my, my background is in part having studied circadian biology, and so I was really keen to make different versions for different scenarios, as opposed mm -hmm. to just making one version and pretending that it was suitable for all these different instances. And so, because of that, the different products that are available can seem a little bit complicated at times. But just to break it down for people. You have those four different versions, Energize, Energize and Rebuild, Calm, Calm and Rebuild. And each of those is available in two or three different flavors. So specifically, the Energize and the Energize and Rebuild versions are available in chocolate and hazelnut, which is a bit like Nutella for grown-ups. 
or coffee and pecan, which is a little bit like the icing on a coffee cake in terms of its taste. And then the calm and rebuild version is available in the same chocolate flavor, but also cinnamon and cashew. And then the calm version is available in the keto coconut and almond, as well as the cinnamon and cashew and the chocolate. So chocolate is the one flavor that comes in all four different versions, but the keto products only available in the calm version. And then the coffee is just the energized ones and the cinnamons, just the calm ones. So it's a little bit complicated, but what I would say to people is start, start with the intended effect. So if, if you want to mm. sharpen your mind or boost your exercise performance, then pick, a, pick an energize or an energize and rebuild version. Or if you want to stay nice and calm and support your recovery from something strenuous, pick a calm or a calm and rebuild version. And then from those, pick your favorite flavors. Okay, so so the difference between the Energize and the Energize and Rebuild is the Energize has caffeine, but the Energize and Rebuild also has the um, whey protein and the leucine. That's it. That's it. Okay, brilliant. So um, now, so so let's take another example, right? So let's say somebody wakes up in the morning. I quite often do this on a Sunday morning, where I will do a longer fasted cardiovascular workout. Mm. Um, so maybe not, not super long, but something like 90 minutes. I might go for um, a long, longer run or, or a bike ride, or I might get on my Watt bike. After that, that would be then I would have the calm, would I? Yes, that's what I would yes. do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To kind or of a just, co- probably a calm and rebuild actually in that instance, if, especially if the exercise has been a bit damaging. If you've been on your bike, then that's not a type of exercise that typically induces lots of exercise-induced muscle damage. Mm. So protein's less important in that instance. But if you were doing a longer run, for instance, then all of those so-called eccentric muscle actions would lead to some exercise-induced muscle damage, in which case protein would probably be relatively more important and a calm and rebuild version would be preferable. Brilliant. Perfect. And so let, let's talk about, because you were also talking about you wanted to make sure that you had the right ones for the right time of day. Mm. Let's take somebody now who they might have used um, the Energize, for example. Let's say they haven't worked out in the morning. They've been getting on and doing some deep work. So they wanted to focus really well. They've used the Energize to do that. Maybe they've even used the Energize and rebuild um, to get a healthy dose of protein at breakfast. And mm. then there's somebody who's going to do a big workout um, I say big, I mean intense workout at sort of four or five o'clock in the afternoon, and then they might be eating dinner at say seven thirty. Is mm. there space to use this product then? The Energize product. Oh, you still use the Energize even though we're later in the day with Sorry. The caffeine. No, I wouldn't. If so, so if somebody had used Energize in the morning, then mm. I, I would use yeah. Energize later in the day. And one thing to note is that while the Energize products will have a notable effect on mental performance and physical performance acutely, the calm version should support adaptations to exercise in the long term. And the reason I say that is that there have been multiple studies looking at the effects of regular consumption of KSM-66 ashwagandha, which is the full spectrum root extract that we use in our products. And what those studies have shown is that when people consume that each day, 
may will not only experience reductions in feelings of stress and associated stress hormones, as well as some other benefits on cognition, particularly in people who have mild cognitive impairment. But regular consumption of that type of ashwagandha will tend to boost cardiorespiratory fitness. And there's also been a study showing that it, it may accelerate the rate at which people gain strength and muscle mass during resistance training. So some energize at the start of the day to sharpen the mind ahead of knowledge work and then some calm later in the day is a really nice combination of both supporting function acutely and supporting adaptations to the exercise chronically. And one more thing to add is that that particular form of ashwagandha has been shown to help improve some measures of sleep quality in people who have insomnia. So in, in this way, the, the two work together, I think, quite nicely. Very nicely. Very nicely. That's really interesting. Um, and what would they need to, because I know we were talking, for example, before we, um, before we started recording, we were chatting about the amount um, mm. of ashwagandha. So if, and, and you were saying that that's best done on a daily basis to improve that, um, what would you be taking there? Is it the same kind of guidelines in terms of the amount or would you still benefit? Like, let's say, for example, in the, in the example I just used there, someone's going to be having an evening meal and they want mm. to have that with their family. So we don't want to disrupt that. If they were to have a moderate amount, so they've just done a nice workout of four and then they want something to kind of bridge that gap. Could they have just, you know, a tablespoon or something or do they need to have more to get the benefits? Yeah, I, I think it's probably one of those cases where th there is an ideal dose, which might be a bit higher than what you get in a tablespoon for most people. But lots of this type of thing isn't a question of black and white. It's, mm. it's, it's more of a sliding scale. So let's say that for an individual, 600 milligrams of KSM-66 ashwagandha is ideal, and that's the amount that's in 100 grams of the Calm products. If that's the case, then if they just have a heat tablespoon, and let's say that that's 25 grams, they're getting a quarter of that, 150 milligrams of ashwagandha. I think consuming that over time would, would probably still help move the dial in the right direction. Mm. And, and I think it's, it's more important that people consume the product on a, on a relatively regular basis as opposed to worrying too much about specific quantities and so on. And, and the reality is that this is... A nut-based product, it's, it's, it's much like a nut butter in terms of its consistency, that's delicious. And I think a lot of people will use it as a, as a nut butter replacement. It's great in cereal. So if, if you have your porridge in the morning or whatever, then it's delicious in that form. It's great as a dip. It's great as a spread. And some people will bake with it. And things like KSM-66 ashwagandha seem to be relatively stable at high temperatures. So I think it's probably fine to do that. So... I think people should also not worry about how they consume it at times. And I think if, if people just want a general use product, then I'd probably default to using the Calm or the Calm and Rebuild version and then save the energized versions for when they need to sharpen their mind or, or boost their performance in exercise. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And um, I love the idea of cooking with them as well. They, But even on their own, I mean, they are just so Moorish. I just, um, the spoon goes in the jar and <laughs> the jar goes down. <laughs> I think so. one thing to note is that they, they are delicious, but 
anyone who knows me will know that I am quite particular about nutrition. I, I've been interested in nutrition since I was 12, talk about a misspent childhood. But because over the years, I've, I've seen lots of nutrition trends and fads come and go, and I've tried lots of nutrition products, most of which I've been pretty disappointed in. I have very particular ideas about nutrition, especially given that I studied it for my PhD, and also mm. I looked at it for my undergrad and my master's too. And so with that in mind, we've been really careful about all of the ingredients that go into every version of long-range fuel. They're, they're based on tree nuts, and there are numerous studies showing all sorts of cardiometabolic benefits of regular nut consumption, for example. None of the products contain any rubbish. So if you look at the added ingredients, they're things like cold-pressed almond oil. You don't add things like palm oil, which is not only not particularly good for health, but certainly not good for the environment. And we also use specific forms of each of the ingredients. So I've mentioned sun-theanine and L-theanine and KSM-66 ashwagandha, but our cinnamon, for example, is Ceylon cinnamon, which is the highest quality cinnamon that there is. So these things are health-promoting too, and that's really important to me. So yes, they're delicious, but it's not, it's not as if you're consuming something which is pumped full of added sugar or artificial sweeteners or anything like that. None of them contain any of that. And the other thing is that we do try and actually do some good in the process. So for example, we're going to be giving 1% of our sales to the Coalition for Rainforest Nations, which is a charity that helps governments and communities in tropical countries responsibly manage their rainforests. And obviously rainforests are really important to both biodiversity and to mitigating climate change. And all of the packaging that we use is recyclable. And we, you know, we're trying to do some good along the way. We've thought about all of these individual things that, that contribute to both the consumer experience, but also our effect on the planet at large. I love that. I think that's so important. Um, and there's, there's no um, plastic or anything like that. And as you say, the quality of the nuts, just to reassure people, because sometimes people get a bit, you know, worked up about eating too many nuts and worrying about them being sort of pro-inflammatory. But these are not, um, these are raw, aren't they? They're not roasted nuts. Um, they, they are roasted. They are they roasted, are, but lightly but roasted. They are, yeah. But what I would say is if, if you look at all of the research on regular nut consumption mm -hmm. and nut butter consumption, then it tends to consistently show positive effects on cardiometabolic health. So for example, if you look at almonds, then it seems that the tannins in almonds will help with things like blood sugar control and eating almonds regularly will improve appetite regulation and support healthy blood lipid levels. If you look at cashews, then again, they seem to help with blood lipids Hazelnuts are very, very high in antioxidants and some condensed tannins. And that might explain why when people eat hazelnuts regularly, they might help protect their DNA against damage. And then if, if you look at pecans, for example, then compared to almost all other nuts, they're very high in various health-promoting compounds such as proanthocyanidins and flavonoids. So if you look at the high-quality randomized control trials, the regular nut consumption, then they really consistently show positive effects. And the epidemiology of nut consumption backs that up too. So for example, there was a recent meta-analysis on nut consumption and health. And it reported that for each 28 gram per day increase in daily nut intake, people had a 29% lower risk of getting coronary heart disease, 21% reduction in cardiovascular disease risk, 15% reduction in cancer risk, 
and a 22% drop in all-cause mortality. So I just don't buy the arguments that consuming nuts is a bad thing for most people. And if you just think about this in the context of the evolution of our species, then we've been consuming nuts for tens of thousands of years. And if you think about our history as a species, then given that we're long-lived animals and agriculture has only been around for less than 10% of the time that our species has been on the planet, then you realize that our bodies just aren't well adapted to consuming lots of the processed foods that are available today. And that's why, surprise, surprise, when people do go back to consuming more of things like nuts, they experience health benefits. So I'm, I'm convinced, having looked very carefully at this literature, that nuts are really good news for most people. That's brilliant. Um, absolutely brilliant. I think what I meant there, and perhaps wasn't saying so eloquently is it's not quite the same as as you were saying that you haven't added any palm oil it's not like um other roasted nuts that have other oils and things that are added to them that yeah. may cause some of the problems or you know, like a bag of, uh, <laughs> of nuts you might get in the garage um yeah. so these are obviously very high in antioxidants as well um yeah. and I, th I think there are a couple of ingredients that some people might bulk at but i don't think any bulking would justify one is that we use maple syrup to sweeten some of the products, but we use a small amount of maple syrup. Maple syrup is much higher in a lot of antioxidants than most other sweeteners are, and it has a lower glycemic load. And the glycemic load is moot because if you're consuming lots of nuts alongside it, then any spike in blood sugar as a result of small amounts of maple syrup would be nullified by the nuts and the protein anyway. And then another one might be that the protein versions contain lecithin, which is from sunflower. They contain sunflower lecithin, but pretty much all whey protein powders that are available contain some form of lecithin. We don't use soy lecithin. Mm. And lecithin is just an emulsifier that's added to the whey protein that we use to help it mix with other ingredients. And again, if anything, if you look at the studies of lecithin, then they tend to have positive effects on blood lipids. So people shouldn't be concerned about that. And, and whenever people are looking at ingredients, they should always think about A, the studies that have actually been done on them as opposed to hearsay, and B, the doses of the ingredients that are used in the products. And on that note, this is a non sequitur, but all of our products contain clinically proven doses of the active ingredients. So I won't specify the amount of leucine in them, but it's an amount that's been shown by well-controlled studies to have the effects that we're after. Again, ashwagandha, all of the studies on KSM66 ashwagandha look at 600 milligrams a day, which is the amount that's in one pouch of long-range fuel. Caffeine, the dose is three milligrams per kilo of body mass a day, which is a dose that enhances performance in both mental and physical tasks. And the amount of L-theanine we add is an amount that's been shown by a recent meta-analysis to reduce anxiety. So I'm, I'm pretty convinced on the basis of all the research that's been published so far and on the basis of all of our experience, both using these products ourselves and with people with whom we work, that people are going to really like these products and benefit from them. For sure. I mean, I can see, I can see from what you've been saying, the amount of science um, and research that's gone into these and getting the dose absolutely right. And um, making them taste so amazing at the same time, I think they're absolutely brilliant. I, I personally can't recommend them 
highly enough. Um, so where can people buy these, Greg? I know that they are just being released um, as this podcast goes live. So where can people find these Resilient Nutrition Nut Butters? They, they can find them at the website resilientnutrition.com and that's resilient with a T. And I think at launch we'll only be selling online via our shop there, but we're also looking to sell on Amazon shortly. And if people go to the website resilientnutrition.com, they will find out about any change in our plans and the availability of the products too. And then we're also on social media at Resilient Nuts, N-U-T-S, and that's on Instagram and Facebook. And I think we have a Twitter account too, but we haven't started putting anything out on it yet. Brilliant. And also, I think you've been very kind to give um, listeners of this podcast a discount. Um, so a link to that is Angela10 to get your 10% off any of their nut butters. If you go to their website, which is resilientnutrition.com, I will also link to all of that in the show notes um, and to the, the social media handles so people can go and check you out there as well. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we close, Greg? I don't think so. I'd just say that uh, Angela 10, that's all lowercase and then the number one zero. Don't want to sound pushy, but just so that people are clearer on that. But otherwise, no, nothing at all. I'm, I'm glad that you like them so much. And I, I really hope that people do benefit from these things because fundamentally that is why we created them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I've definitely noticed the benefits in the morning um, when I've had it in place of breakfast. Um, it's really powered some really deep kind of focused work. They've been absolutely brilliant. And um, I'm looking forward to trying the, the Energize and Rebuild now um, with workouts as well. So thanks again. Thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing all of this and all of your expertise. It's been great to have you back. Um, Greg was on before um, talking all about sleep. If you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and listen to it. It was a really popular episode at the time. And I will link to that one in the show notes as well. Um, thanks again for coming on, Greg. Great. Thank you very much, Angela. Now, if you're looking to try one of those resilient nutrition nut butters, um, Greg has very kindly given listeners of this podcast a special discount. All you need to do is to go to their website, www.resilientnutrition.com and enter code ANGELA10 at checkout. That's A-N-G-E-L-A 10, the number 10 at checkout to give yourself 10% off. I particularly enjoyed the dark chocolate and hazelnut. It was definitely, uh, it beat Nutella hands down and obviously a lot more healthy. Also really enjoyed the cinnamon and cashew. I know that only some of the flavors are available at the moment if you're listening to this when the podcast first comes out, but they're adding more and more all the time. So um let me know what you think if you do try them and um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body and lifestyle. 